Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you only fuck that. Black me, Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J-Cat Morris, as always. Um, yeah, man, uh, I just wanted to get back on here and do another show in general. I don't even really have much of a direction for what I was looking to accomplish here today. I don't have some uh, somebody to bury real hard or any of the uh, – some of the things that I've had in former episodes, and I'm sure I will in future episodes. But, you know, I just kind of want to get on here and bullshit a bit. And go over, you know, whatever's going on in my life and, you know, my thoughts on a couple things here and there. And, you know, take from it what you will. Um, Yeah, man. So, shit has been fucked up, you know. Uh, as I I think I told you on the last episode, I had uh, the problems with the disability. And I had gotten my disability uh, recertified or whatever. Finally, after a month of playing phone tag with the uh, disability and then the doctor's office and da 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 So they finally turned it back on and said, okay, you're recertified. And I figured, you know, that was supposed to carry me 
through the July expectation of me finishing my chemo meds was July would be when I finished that. So the expectation of disability through the doctor's words to me, like from what she was saying and, and what was being applied was I would be on disability to that point. So there shouldn't have been a lot of reasons for stoppages or anything like that. But um, for whatever reason, they did the paperwork wrong or someone didn't do something right. Regardless, it ended in me not getting my money. So, um, you know, a month of that, and then finally it kicked back in. I get my payment. Everything feels all right. At the same time, you know, I was getting my tax return too, so which is really good because I got, like, my head above water uh, prepared to pay my medical bills and, you know, just knock that off so I don't owe that shit, you know, a couple of grand. And um, knock that out of the way and then, you know, start taking care of things. But all of a sudden realize, oh, two weeks later you're supposed to get paid again. Oh, it's off again. I don't know why I'm not getting paid again. So you go back to their website, and the website's like, oh, no, no, you're done with disability. There's no more for you. And I'm like, what the fuck? So have to go back down. I have a doctor's appointment on Monday. I'm going to see what their end of things says because you wind up having to talk to them in order to talk to them and then talk to them and see what they said. And then instead of them just talking to each other, you're over here trying to, like, relay everything in between two different parties that you you have no actual controllers. That there ain't shit you could do in your house that would change that shit happening other than getting on the phone and going, yeah, do that. Okay, yeah, do that. Did you talk to them? No, nah, but did, okay, you left the message. Okay, I'll call them. But did, they left the message. I didn't get the message. Oh, let me call them again. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's It, it gets crazy. So, well, we'll start down this gauntlet again of this shit and – um because it stopped, I have no income again. You know what I mean? I've received one check out of disability in the past fucking month and a half. And then, like I said, I got my tax return. I was able to take care of a few things. Um, I was having some issues with logging into the different doctor websites. I know this is more information than you need. But, um, and so I haven't gotten the medical bills paid yet, which I will as soon as I get some kind of income and I'm not just depleting what I have. Um, you know, I paid a couple memberships that were easy to just like read, subscribe, like the um, Bronx Zoo membership. We'll talk about the Bronx Zoo in a minute. Yeah, and and a few things here and there, and I, and I was able to do my birthday stuff and all of that real comfortably. So um, that was that. But yeah, like all of a sudden, boom, no income again. And you know, my wife, she works in an emergency vet hospital, so her part of income exists for sure. But when the bills come around, like she sends me whatever amount of money and then I put in my amount of money, which is generally more. And then, you know, we just take care of everything, you know, all through like my account. But when my account is doing nothing but dropping, it's, it's, it's rough. So, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself positive and just keep pushing. And, you know, as I've told you guys, I'm trying to build my own brand with this YouTube and, and all that. Um, what it'll turn into, I don't know. I, I just know I've seen shitheads making money off of a lot less. And I can tell you that I genuinely put 21 years of everything I had into these cats. And the only thing that stopped me from doing it was cancer. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how I could have done better by my own situation other than that. I mean, sure, look, I've made mistakes. I, again, I threw the 
process of going through 21 years of working at an animal shelter, I learned very hard. I learned the hard way that it's very mentally abusive. It does damage to you mentally. I'm, I'm not a fully mentally functioning adult, I guess you'd say. I, I don't know diagnosis this way or that. I don't feel I need medication. I don't want to feel drugged. Um, I, I'm able to handle a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things. I'm kind of my own therapist, which sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. The part that I miss out big time on is getting paid like a fuck therapist. So even though I know how to write my ship a lot of ways and I'm pretty strong to power through different situations, yeah, the, the finances on the other side of things still still feels uh, not quite even. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to, um, you know, do things in a way that things come out right. You know, I, I'm just going to show what I've done. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to offer my knowledge to people and try to help other people help cats. In the meantime, you know, whether that amounts to anything or not, but while I hope for better things to arise and, you know, uh, my situation to kind of level out, because again, like it's not even as simple as like, Oh, let's go back to work. Well, I mean, that's, there's a whole nother world of problems there. But besides that, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm still during my treatment right now. It's like, this isn't what was supposed to happen at all. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a not a good time, but again, mentally I found these different positive avenues that has allowed me to feel actually better about my life situation despite it possibly being worse on some angles than it ever has been. But because of my outlook on things, it's it's it does it doesn't land that way anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm very thankful for that and I'm just going to keep pushing in those directions and like I said try to build this brand try to continue to, you know, help educate other people or help other people um, help animals because it's something that I care so much about that, uh, you know, I I would gladly help anyone in the world. I've saved thousands upon thousands of cats over the past 21 years in one town in New Jersey. Yeah, those cats came from all sorts of towns and all sorts of places, and those cats went to all sorts of places and all sorts of towns. But standing in the building of one one building, I changed the life of thousands of cats. If I can put my knowledge out into shelters all over the country, I, I'll feel a lot more um, responsible for, you know, the better part of things going on. Because there's there's such a minority of people trying to do it the right way there's a majority of the public paying people that they think is doing it the right way. There is a minority of the actual people doing it the right way. And the majority of people all swear they are. And it's, it's hard because, you know, once you're on the inside, you burn a lot of bridges if you just go throw everything against the wall. So it's tough for anyone to really even put the honest uh, answers and, stories out there because you feel like you're trapped in that in that system and if you leave there you did something to bump the you know to rock the boat a lot of these people these these different organizations will go more heavy-handed and that's it you lose everything you you betrayed those animals you have to leave those animals now because of your actions it's it's a very difficult and i really have to describe it as an abusive situation 
um, it's just what it is. And, you know, I can go into great detail over time, but that time will come, you know. Again, I'm I'm more focused on positivity than I am any kind of, you know, outlash, you know, backlash or, or, you know, speaking this or that. You know, I just want to be very honest about the things I've gone through, the things I've learned over the years. This stuff all just becomes so final. You know, when you see that that cancer diagnosis and you you hear that shit and that's like a, there's a doctor with like sorrow in his voice on the phone with you telling you that like I'm sorry to have to tell you this about your life you know what I mean the world changes you know when you walk into that hospital and you look at the sky and think like yo that, that might be the last time that you see the sky like it's not weird for someone with a cancer surgery to take a bad turn you know so it's not like overreacting or anything like that my surgery went as planned and and that's wonderful but that's not lost on me, you know what I mean? I, I get to have that. I get to have all this shit, you know what I mean? So I can't let the negatives just destroy me based on the positive shit that's going on, you know? So that's just where I'm at, man. Uh, speaking on positive, this is some old off-the-side fucking track shit that I don't know who it's going to interest, who it's not going to fucking interest. But important in the, um, in the mental uh, shift that I've made on a lot of things this way. You know, you can invest in little positive avenues of your day and your week, you know, your your every day. And it could be the smallest things, but again, like when you connect yourself to these different things, sense got really big for me during this whole cancer um, situation. Um, sense between candles and uh, beard stuff and soaps. So now my showers are dope. I walk around, my beard smells nice, the, the the conditioning and all that shit is feeling great, and the candles in the room make it smell dope as fuck, too. Like, it it changes, like, the vibe, the atmosphere. For me, that specific thing works. There might be another avenue with something that you just changed in your everyday. Maybe it's coffee. Maybe coffees are your absolute shit. So go and get, like, the gourmet coffee from the gourmet local coffee shop that has that fresh shit, all the different fucking... Uh, you know, flavors they got, get your perfect flavor, get the perfect cream or the topping, whatever you do with that shit. Make that shit perfect for your everyday and invest in that and just get used to spending that money because in the long run, like, part of your life is just enhanced. Whatever the fuck you got to deal with, you're like, fuck, oh, this coffee's dope as shit. And you could switch it up at any time to whatever flavors, you know. You break it down, obviously, you know, with some of this shit, too. If you're out on the run doing, you know, Starbucks and shit like that. You're saving money doing the gourmet shit at your house. But you get used to treating yourself, you know what I mean? One way or another, you know, it, it makes one experience, whether it's the shower or whether it's this, that, better. Just fucking overall better. Um, so I'll tell you um, from my experience, because I always do extreme shit. Anywhere I start, I got to branch out. I got to do every fucking cent. I got to do everything bigger than it should be. Um so, on the candle stuff, it's easy. Um, I found Goose Creek online, and they're way better than Bath and Body. Um, I always like fruity scents. You know what I mean? I don't like floral shit. I don't like musks. I don't like any of that cologne shit. I hate colognes. Like, I, I smell a dude who smells like colognes. I smell a chick who smells like, like hard, flowery perfume. Shit fucks my brain up. Like, it gives me a headache. I, I don't need that. You know what I mean? I, I always found it funny where it's like, like, fruity things and, like, 
cartoons and shit. It's like, that's not manly. You need skulls and out and fucking fire and tobacco. <laughs> it's like, I don't know that I need that. If you don't smell like leather, I don't give a fuck. Hey, man, to each their own, but, like, that's just not for me. I like I like nice, but you, your beard smells like strawberries or something. It's fucking fantastic on my face, you know? I I don't want to smell fucking leather all goddamn day. It's just not for me, you know? Um, so, anyway, um, on the beard stuff, I started, tried some shit years ago with, uh, it was like a Viking company of some sort. And they had some decent scents and stuff, but I didn't really know what I was doing with too much of it. Um, then I landed on Fable. Now, I was with Fable for a minute. Fable's got a lot of different fucking scents, and they got a real gimmicky product. They roll them out like characters, and they have different scent profiles. They have these crazy subscription packages. I never did no subscriptions, but, um, you know, they keep rolling the fucking scents out. And then they, they got like a buy-sell-trade page for like used shit on the other page people on there begging for all sorts of shit that ain't been out in two years like it's fucking crazy so i saw that for a while and i got a lot of good sense over you know over there for a bit but then i branched out when i branched out it was the smartest thing i did because to me quality wise fable ain't got shit on any of the stuff that i tried after that um after that i landed on i'll just tell you my favorites fucking top to bottom top five or whatever let's go um bearded rack is my favorite it's a rack like raccoon, so they're they're a mascots like a raccoon with a hat on and shit. And um, that one's really dope. The scent profiles are crazy, like um, complex. Um, the butter is real fucking smooth, and the um, the oil's excellent. Like it works really really well. Um, and then bearded squirrel, that's dope as shit too. Same kind of deal. Um, really really top quality products. Uh, maybe I'm biased because, you know, the animal-based uh, <laughs> mascots. I don't know. I mean, I, I was definitely rooting for them from the start, but I don't know. I, I, something about those those products specifically, uh, I really think they're right up my alley as far as, you know, the things that I've ordered for them, the, the results that I've gotten. And um, then I'd go Tailored Beard is really good. They got a lot of crazy complex profiles. They got like a skull gimmick. So, again, I'm not a skull guy. Um, and then you got uh, Apex is dope, but they don't do too many, like, uh, fruity-scented stuff. So they seem like a real quality product, but, you know, not really as much sense that I like. Um, and then uh, Angry Redhead is a good one, too. And that's more like um, mom-and-pop home type of deal, but real quality product. Um, I got a cranberry joint from them that's fucking great um so those are the top ones if anybody like listens to the show and wants to know more about beard shit yeah like i got so much different fucking stuff i i could definitely tell you a lot because i go deep on this crazy shit when i get in um but yeah that shit um oh and and the other thing to know too is uh bearded rack and bearded squirrel will both do custom scents for you bearded rack won't even charge you for the custom scent you just could buy gotta buy like a combo I swear I'm not doing, like, endorsements. I'm just telling you about shit that I use. I wish I was because I could use fucking discounts. But um, tell them I sent you. I don't know. Maybe they'll tell me I have a fucking discount or something next time. Um, trying to lay off, though. I don't have a fucking income. Um, but, uh, 
you can do customs through them, and you just got to buy a combo. And through Bearded Squirrel, it's like $5 extra per product for your first order of your custom. And then after that, it's same, just normal price. The thing that I got to point out about that that's so awesome is, like, you come up with your own scent. You can be like, I wish there was something that smelled like this. Or you can get a couple, like, beard oils and be like, oh, I like this. I just wish it was a little more of this or a little more of that. You can communicate with these guys. They're fantastic to talk to. They get right back to you. And you could set up your own shit. And, like, that's, like, launched on their site, too. Like, you you can get popularity by your, behind your own scent, you know what I mean, like, that you come up with. That's the, I don't know. I think that's dope. And the thing that I think is awesome about that is Mythical Beards, the one that uh, Mick Foley's hooked up with. I never fuck with them yet because they're too commercial, and that's that shit starts bothering me when they're a little too commercialized. And um, for you to make a custom scent with them, it starts at $125. So, I mean, this is the type of shit I'm saying. Like, I don't fuck with shit like that. that. That's crazy as hell. When the other guys tell me, nah, dude, I've never had anyone ask me anything crazy, so I would totally just do it, like, as long as you bought, like, a combo. It's like, shit, wow. That's dope, you know? Um, and then the other scent thing I would go with soaps, fuck Squatch. Squatch is some bullshit. Um, that's commercialized to the fucking... I mean, I, I fell into that right from the start, and then it was like... As soon as I branched out, I branched out quick, so I didn't get stuck with a ton of that shit. And then I went to Sudsy Bear, and that shit is fucking dope. If you like those, like, custom soaps, not custom, but, you know what I mean, like those uh, craft soaps, um, all natural oils and shit in it, real good scents, fucking uh, Sudsy Bear is dope as fuck. So that's all the fucking product um, promotion I'm doing, even though they're not actual promotions where I gain anything. Just passing forward things that, again, like I said, like you find little positive things to make the negatives not fucking so heavy, you know. At least that's the thought process that I've trained myself into so life doesn't suck, you know. At least while we're here, you know, that shit closes fast. Um, Got to go to the, speaking of beauty, beautiful shit, my favorite shit probably in the world, my favorite place in the world. Other than home, because that home has a special feeling to me where I probably will always, like, whatever I call home, whether it be the house I live in now or maybe one day a bigger one or who knows. But, um, I mean, I would just, this being paid off would be perfect for me. I, I'm good. But anyway, um, you know, like, outside of home, I would say the Bronx Zoo, hands down. I mean, I haven't gone to, like, a thousand zoos. But I've gone to enough locally and everything to know that the Bronx Zoo is worlds apart. Um, if you're in range of the Bronx Zoo and you haven't gone to the Bronx Zoo, you should. You very much should. Unless you hate animals, and then I don't even know why you'd listen to my podcast, let alone go to the fucking Bronx Zoo. So that's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, that shit is like the enclosures are our habitat. When you're looking at them, it doesn't look like you're looking into a cage. You're not looking into a box they live in. They're living life like their home. You know, like it's, they have like this side of a mountain that baboons are on. And you can eat at this little cafe over there, you know, go get your fries or whatever the fuck, and just sit there and watch them. And it looks like they're 20 feet away. They're like right there on the mountain. There's no fence. There's no, there's just like a moat. And, it just looks like they're right there. 
the gorillas. I mean, they're, they're connecting with you, and the land is huge. You'll see some stuff that you're like, oh, this is where, um, you know, the uh, uh, cranes are or the, the giraffe are. And you'll see them all clustered over in one corner. And then you keep walking and be like, oh, this is all still part of their space. Like, Jesus Christ, like these motherfuckers can really hit full sprints if they want. You know, they they got some really beautiful, beautiful setups. And you some of these, like, areas you can just get lost in. You know, you not, like, physically lost, like, fucking when you go into Ikea because uh, that place is a fucking death trap. Um, but, I mean, like, you go into um, Jungle World is my favorite out of all the um, indoor enclosures, I'd say. I'm not counting the gorillas. That's my absolute favorite. But um, Jungle World, you go in there. They have a, um, a leopard in one thing. They have um, otters, small clawed otters. They have all sorts of exotic birds, um, just absolutely beautiful. And some of the areas you walk into, they have gyrals, which are like um, like alligators or crocodiles, but they have like needle noses, like real, real slim noses. And you just walk into this area that they're in, and you you know a little wooden walk over bridge kind of deal, and it's just like you're in on a tropical island. It's just there's, like, mist in the air, all tropical plants. They're swimming through the water. You see them basking on the, the edge of the, the water. The, the water is just full of fucking turtles and tropical fish, African cichlids, all sorts of shit. Uh, on the land, there's tortoises. Like, it's just gorgeous. Like, absolutely. You walk a little further forward, you can go see it from underwater where they're swimming around underwater. It's just amazing. Like, shit like that exists on our planet, and some of us are so dark in our own minds that we're just fucked up over, like, this happened or that happened. And it's like, if you're able to go there and actually enjoy that shit the way it's intended to be, like, these animals are living a beautiful life, and you can just go there and just bask in it. Like, I wish that shit was right up the road. I'd go fucking once a week. I mean, that that shit, like, there's so many different parts of that zoo that you can just immerse yourself in, whatever you're into. They do so well, like, every type of, of animal that they do, you know? So, highly, highly recommended. It was beautiful, as always. And it was cool this time because, um, I, you know, we've always brought our kids everywhere we go, you know? It's always, we're going to the zoo, we're going here, we're going there. Well, um, you know, my twins are 13 now, and my oldest is 19 now. So, I mean, it's like my 19-year-old, she's doing whatever she's doing. She actually went to see um, Adam Sandler the night before, so she was real tired getting home. And um, the twins, they were going to Grandma's house this weekend, and I was going to drop them off on the way back, but they were like, we really want to go to Grandma's. Like, would you mind if, like, we don't go? Like, would you be upset? And me and Nina were like, nah, we're good. Like, <laughs> We want you to go if you want to go for sure, but, like, if, if you're giving us, like, just we get to go out for the day together and enjoy the zoo without, like, any complaining throughout the whole day, like, holy shit. Like, so it was a beautiful day. I mean, it was hot, but we prepared fucking ice water and, you know, and all that shit. And, um, yeah, we we had a wonderful fucking day. And that's what I mean. Like, there's there's things that you could shift to that feel great, even though other things feel really fucked up at the moment, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Um, take day by day and, you know, 
that shit alone feels awesome. Um, NBA, that shit, to me, NBA is, like, different to me than it always was. Um, for a long time, I stopped watching basketball altogether. Years ago, I was always a Shaq fan. Shaq was my guy. I followed Shaq everywhere he went. So when I watched basketball, my fandom depended on where Shaq played. I was initially an Orlando Magic fan. I got into basketball through Shaq. And um, when he went to the Lakers, I became a Laker fan. I was diehard. I was watching games at fucking 1030 at night, having to work in the morning, all that shit. You know, I was fucking so fucking excited for all those games. And I got the fucking, those championships. And, I mean, it was just unbelievable to experience and then when he went to heat I went right with him and then and then that champ you know like it it was awesome you know that was like just the way that I watched basketball I always had like a team loyalty to the 49ers and then for some reason with basketball to me it was all about Shaq I loved his dominance I loved the way that he he played basketball he always seemed like such a fun guy and he still does I, I fucking love Shaq He's he's just like a a big kid. Like he's just having a great time in life. You know what I mean? And I have I have pretty much every team in Shaq jersey that he's been on. You know, <laughs> seriously, I, my closet's fucking crazy with the jerseys and t-shirts and all that shit. But um, but yeah. Um, so when he retired, I was like, and I I was never a Celtics fan. I just want to clear that up. Like I have a Celtics Shaq jersey that I've probably worn like three times and three might be high you know um it looks great it's it's (laughs) that shit is barely worn um but uh i don't like green too much and i don't like uh like in in like shirt application too much i'm not too terrible on green so it's not the worst thing for me but i'm not a celtic guy um but uh yeah but when he retired i kind of decided like all right I'm kind of going to lean towards one of the teams that he was with, you know, which, and and then I also became a huge fan of LeBron, even towards the tail end of Shaq's career, because LeBron was just so dominant. And I always saw it as like amazing that we got to experience seeing this. And I, like somehow we took like this wild turn where he's just, just this fucking terrible person. And, and, and there's so many people rooting against him. You know, I, I remember like, when he came out and he was doing the amazing shit he was doing at the age he was doing. And I am witness was like the whole, that was the whole push of his, his brand was like, we're witnessing this shit right now. Like he is, he's throwing down some shit that we're not going to see again. We're, this is your witness to something special. And then the Miami thing happened and I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If he fucking said the name of your team when he decided to go with team he went to, you, fill in the blank, LeBron hater, wouldn't fucking hate LeBron. For some reason, it, like, drilled this grudge home that people were like, I can hate him because he goes to super teams. And you're like, are you really that mad at fucking Kevin Durant, though? Like, because Kevin Durant is, come on. That's pathetic shit. When the team wins a championship and then goes gets an all-star after they won the championship, like, that's wild. So let's let's fucking settle down with that's what LeBron's doing because he didn't really do that. 
he wasn't going and joining winning teams. He was putting together a team with other players who also would like to win on a team and hoping to win. And You know what I mean? And that also didn't just easily happen. They lost their first attempt to do that. So, again, like, I just don't understand why the eternal hatred. Like, J.R. Smith drove around someone at a stoplight and killed somebody in a car. Like, what the fuck are we so mad at LeBron for? Like, I just don't understand. Like, uh, fucking, what's asshole's name? Joe Mixon punched a woman like he was fucking trying to win a prize fight on video. Like, what, what are we fucking so mad at LeBron James for? You know what I mean? I don't understand. So I've always been a LeBron fan, not only because I feel he's amazing, but I'm also like annoyed by the fucking hate because I don't think it's 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 deserved. I think he's doing amazing shit with his career, and then it's immediately like, but he's not Jordan. It's like I don't know if you thought this kid was going to come out of high school, enter some kind of fucking like sci-fi movie chamber. And come out and be like, I'm the new Michael Jordan. But, like, I don't know. That, that wasn't the fucking game plan. He's just playing basketball like every other fucking NBA player that's ever played in the game. I don't know if he's so good that it threatens people who thought Jordan could never be even, like, you know, um, replicated. Or, and it's not like he's replicating his career. He's playing his best basketball. And I, I think it's pretty fucking impressive, No. I don't know. It's just so... So I became a big LeBron fan, and then I started kind of doing the same thing with Bron. And it's been seamless because he's only gone to teams that Shaq was at, too. You know? Um, And I got to tell you, like, I I like the heat colors better, playing time better, you know, because they're an East Coast team, so their games don't start at 10.30 at fucking night. But... Hey, man, Bron's over here. It's go Lakers. But to me, like, right now, I'm such a um, – I also – I got to the point where the middle of basketball season wasn't working. Um, well, let me backtrack. Usually what I was doing, especially in the Shaq days, is I was watching football. And then when football would end, I would start watching basketball, which is a little bit into the basketball season. But I couldn't start watching basketball season while football was still going because that was always the priority. Well, after a while, some of these football seasons have hurt, man. And, <laughs> you know, I'm just, like, not ready to fucking do any kind of shit. So, like, I just ignored basketball for a couple of years there. And then even just this past year with the screen outside and shit, I started to realize that this is exciting shit, man. And I really like watching basketball. But the middle of the season where it doesn't really matter, you know, Knicks fans are bugging out because they beat the fucking Heat two months into the season. You know, it just gives a shit, you know. They're in the playoffs, and they get swept. Who cares if they won two months ago? You know, it doesn't matter. So I've kind of just recently decided I'm just going to be an NBA fan during the playoffs. I'll I'll watch a little bit of it, you know, highlights here and there. I'll kind of keep my eye on it. Those those are going to be the teams I'm rooting for, LeBron and his crew. And I don't give a fuck, man. If LeBron's son gets in the fucking league, joins his fucking father, and you motherfuckers aren't rooting for him, he's not the bad person. Keep that shit in mind. He's not the fucking bad person in the situation. 
You're the dickhead, not him. You know what I mean? Imagine a fucking man playing a fucking amazing career in the NBA and staying in the NBA long enough for his son to make the fucking NBA and play on the fucking same team as him. And imagine, imagine those two raising the fucking trophy together. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't I don't think we're the same. I, I don't think a lot of these fucking people out here are the same, you know. It's just, it's different. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame level shit, <laughs> I don't have a lot of wrestling to talk this week, guys. Uh, fucking, <laughs> they're doing, a, you know, the Deathmatch Hall of Fame GCW. They're putting Zandig in it, um, which, hey, man, like, on the surface, like, Zandig Hall of Fame Deathmatch, what are you fucking kidding me? Of course. You know, like, you would expect them to just be amongst the first inductees, especially on the East Coast. Um, I mean, without Zandig. CZW doesn't exist, and then what the fuck exists as far as deathmatches on the East Coast, you know? Does that ever make it to the East Coast? Because, you know, what IWA Mid-South was doing, I mean, yeah, Jersey All-Pro was doing some shit, but they weren't really doing it like that. They were doing, you know, more of the hack and slash, which we'll get to. Uh, but um, Zandig, obviously, yeah. But the other part of it that's hilarious is they started off the Tournament of Survival with Zandig. They were going to do a big Zandig GCW fucking collaboration. He was going to be a big part of shit. They were running a yearly tournament that he was going to be like the 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 head of kind of. You know, they were doing the other one, the Nick Age Invitational. Tournament of Survival was initially Zandig's Tournament of, uh, tournament of Survival. And then he was going to have his match at Tremont and all this. And then he breaks his fucking back jumping off the roof fucking trump the fuck out and then uh just like goes away just fucking disappears and leaves everyone like this fuck you and like it's pretty vocal like fuck this guy and fuck that guy and fucking gcw was not like friends anymore so like for him to go through all of this bullshit get all fucking trump nutty for all these years be shouting on people at people on the fucking facebook in his 50s about this fucking maga shit and that maga shit and Blocking people that like this shit. What he was doing with Shaq, with Shaq, Schlack. Um, I mean that would be funny. Fucking Jan, Zandig and uh, Shaq feud. I told Schlack a long time ago. I really want to see a fucking Schlack shirt that has like the Shaq dunking silhouette, but have like it where you can see that he's jacked up. You can see that he's got a mohawk, and you can see that the the basketball is a skull. And just have it all silhouette like the Shaq logo and just have it say Schlack across the top, like Schlack Attack. I thought that shit would be dope, but again, I'm a fucking Shaq mark, so I guess that that might just be me. I, I told Schlack, and he was like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, you know, fucking handle about it if I'm not alone. I don't know. But uh, that was years ago. It just reminded me because I fucked the name up. But, um, fuck was I talking about? Oh. Um, when Zandig and Schlack were doing their thing back and forth, and they had that exchange about the fries, and I just tried to play off that, because at this point, this shit is just comedy. I don't give a fuck about a 50-something-year-old Zandig squaring off with somebody. What the fuck you think I am? You know what I mean? Like, this dude literally broke his fucking back, and I'm gonna watch this dude go to war with somebody. Somebody fucking just knee him in the back real quick. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I mean, it's not... This isn't safe shit to be doing. It's your fucking age, your fucking weight, 
your fucking physical condition, whatever's been fused together, all of that shit. I'm not saying you're not tough, but I'm saying, like, I'm not looking forward to it. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. Have a good time, pal. You know what I mean? I hope the fucking arthritis medication really kicks in at the right time for you. You know, you find something to fucking ease that pain that you're causing yourself. But, you know, teach their own fucking whatever makes you happy, dude. Um, but, you know, that's the funny thing to me with Zandig is because he's so volatile that they have to stay on good terms with him until June. They have a long fucking time for him to not get offended about any fucking thing that they say or do between now and June, which I think is is quite a task. I think they should induct themselves into the Hall of Fame right after Zandig is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Because that's a task at this point, because I don't think he's easy to fucking keep on your team for too long. Ask the fucking ultraviolet underground fucking collaboration, whatever the fuck that was. They tried Zandig, too. Jesus. Um, but then, so that's that's its own version of funny. And then, um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's funny, but they're putting Low Life Louie in. And the thing is, is, like, to me, Low Life Louie is a Hall of Fame-level deathmatch guy who's really nice on the Northeast. Uh, no, uh, Hall of Fame-level nice guy on the deathmatch scene. That that's how I would categorize Louie. I wouldn't consider Louie a good deathmatch wrestler at all. Not legendary, not good, not any of those things. I think he's a fucking really, really sweet guy who I love having as a friend. Like I, I love having him on my Facebook because he's a very positive guy. He says very nice things to you. He appreciates any kind of nice things you say to him. You don't have to like everything he's doing. Like, he can take shit, you know what I mean? Other people get butthurt, and they fucking they can't handle it. I'm not a fan of Louie's wrestling. I'm just not. I'm a fan of Louie. I, I, I don't like a lot of his life choices, to be frank. <laughs> you know, like the fucking, the drinking and the, you know, the death matches. I, I don't like that. I think he's a nice guy, and I would love to see him happy in his life without needing all of this pain and punishment that he's putting his body through, both internally and externally. But, um... I You know, I mean, the, like, the one show I watched, I don't even remember when the fuck it was, but it was one of these ICWs or something over that WrestleMania weekend area. Um, And he took this, I don't know, I don't even want to call it a bump. Like, he, he was on the ring apron, and they had this big glass table contraption thing put together next to the ring. And he was supposed to, like, fly off the apron into it. But he, like, pivoted so he was facing it and then just kind of, like, fall slash slipped, jumped, uh, uh, I mean, into it, but not really, sort of. Like, like if you were standing on a counter, like, if you were standing in front of a counter and you just draped your arms across it, that's kind of how he fell into it. Like, it, it really wasn't like it was supposed to be. And after this match, they chanted his name. And I just, like, this is the shit that I turn off. I can't do this, bro. Like, you can't have people doing things very badly and then chant for them as if, like, this is the dopest shit I've ever seen. Because it's going on, and I got to get out of here. Because I understand seeing, like, an amazing play in football and having the whole room go, oh, shit. But I don't understand a screen pass that the runner runs out of bounds where three people in the room jump out of their fucking seats. 
I don't understand that, and I'm not going to hang out with those people. And that's how I feel with this fucking wrestling thing where everything is awesome all the time, even though to me it's fucking not. So I, I don't know. This is, this is again, this is where the, the, the negative side of me is always going to live is because this wrestling shit is retarded to me. I, I, I'm trying to be a good person, but there's there's some things that I just can't let live. You know, I, I – um, I've always criticized things because that's the way I felt about them. Not because I wanted to rise out of somebody, not because I was trying to get attention or popularity, because I got news for anybody that ever thought that about me. I never got popular. (laughs) I never, I never got fucking popular. That shit has been nothing but motherfuckers hating JK. And I get a couple people hitting me up. Yo, that was some funny shit that you said, or, yo, I wish I could fucking tell people like that, or whatever the fuck, but it's few and far between, and it's mostly, fuck that guy, he's a hater, which is why I gotta, um, I gotta give a fucking shout out to, uh, some people, and I don't even fucking, like, I gotta find names and shit now, and screenshots and all this that got sent to me, because, I got a lot of fucking positivity thrown at me this week. Unexpected positivity thrown at me this week on um uh, about this show and I mean it's just like it's shit that I don't really expect because for the longest time everybody that would listen to my shit would bash me. And again, like my main thing was I would rather be the dead truth than a living liar. I would rather fucking tell you how I feel then be a kiss-ass. If you want to listen to fucking kiss-ass, you can listen to so many fucking podcasts, so many fucking podcasts that just want to impress the wrestlers that they're talking about, and I don't give a fuck about any of it. Um, But also, if you'd like to listen to me kiss-ass, you could listen to the first year of my fucking podcast, and that's all I fucking did when I interviewed people. Oh, my God, everything's so amazing, you know? It's just you mature and you become a regular fucking adult that has a family and you better not be fucking looking up to, especially at this point for me, you better not be looking up to fucking kids younger than you doing fucking wrestling. <laughs> that, that can't be your life once you're almost, once you're 45 years old. Your life can't be walking around going, hey, I'm fucking, <laughs> this, this McWayne kid, man, he's my hero. Like, bro, you got to do better. You got you to gotta do better. That's not it. That's not it, you know, and not, not the shit on Nick Wayne. He's a, phenom- he's a phenomenal athlete. I like the kid. But, again, like, you, you have to put a cap on your fandom once you get to a certain age and a certain level of responsibility. So it's just different. And I know it's going to rub a lot of fanboys the wrong way, and that's why a lot of times the shit I would say would hurt people bad because they were just like, that fucking describes me. And it's like, yeah, dude, I don't want to be you. That's kind of what I'm saying. And, like, you shouldn't want to be me either, unless I'm doing something dope, and then again, why are you mad at me? You know what I mean? Like, just how I'm feeling, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, this guy posted a, a post in a, one of the deathmatch groups, which I'm blocked from, like, all of them for, like, years ago. They blocked me from all those fucking things, because I would just do my truth shit, where I would just go, actually, Necro Butcher punches women in the head, like, literally like she owed him money. Um, and she begged him to stop, and the kid was in the other, you know, the whole story. But, like, I've been saying this shit for a while, and I'm not really caring about, like, if you're, like, a huge fan of him, and he smoked a blunt with you last weekend. Because, first off, I've been there, done that. I I went to fucking CZW front row from 2001 till, I don't know, 2000, 
fucking 12, 2013. I mean, like, every fucking month. I missed a couple shows, but you're talking about a decade of that experience and that fucking time of CZW. You know, I've experienced so much. And that's not even me, like, trying to brag. That's just me saying, like, that experience doesn't wow me now at all because it's some shit that, like, I was in a different place then. I was in a, you know, I was an alcoholic. I was, you know, you would roll fucking four blunts to hope to smoke them with wrestlers when you get there. I couldn't imagine wasting that much of my own fucking weed to hope somebody else smoked it for me. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? Like, if you had an actual friend that you hung out with or whatever, or if you were somewhere you planned to see somebody or whatever, that's that the mentality on the early side of this when you're, you know, that fucking young. You know, I mean, I'm 45 years old now. It's just not, it's not my lane. And, and you know, I, I'm definitely going to shit on it because from my angle, it's funny. I'd make fun of me. If I could watch me right now at that age, I'd be making fun of me too. That doesn't mean I'm not making fun of you and I can't see me back then. I could just make fun of what I knew I was, but, you know what I mean? I'm getting fucking kind of in the vortex of my fucking sentence here, but you know what I mean. I can I can laugh at what I've been before, knowing that I'm better now. But I'm gonna laugh at that version of people now too, you know. Um, so anyway, this guy uh, Joe Morgan. I don't know if any of these people I'm shouting out are real names because you never know with the internet. But I'm gonna do my best to try to shout these people out because I fucking appreciate what they're saying about me so much. Like I, I have to fucking I have to acknowledge this shit. I, I've acknowledged the hate, and I was waiting. And I don't know if this com. I also don't know if this thread turned into like a fucking shit show where people were burying me. And I was asking the people that sent me screenshots, yo, send me the other shit too. And they're like, no, no, it's all good. I think it's all right. And I don't know if they're trying to protect me or whatever. But I was looking for it because I was dying to blaze some motherfuckers on here too. But uh, it didn't happen. And it either actually genuinely didn't happen. Or my friends are, are really trying to help me or protect me or some shit. And I appreciate both sides of those things. Like, either, either scenario, I think, is fantastic. And, again, like, if you were saying some shit, you already know you can't joust with me. Cause this, that shit is crazy. I mean, you listen to my fucking back catalog. I, I have blazed far too many people for Deathmatch fan B to fuck with me. You know, go ask Hamhead. Um, he'll tell you a different story, by the way. He'll tell you he's a badass think about it um anyway so he asked that and i just looked at this shit like as soon as someone sent me this screenshot before i even got to the first comment i was like here we go with this shit (laughs) i guess i'm gonna be fucking doing something and then uh the first person was like oh i haven't heard that name in a while so he really didn't have shit to add and uh i don't know is is that that phil kid Oh, yeah, I think that might be that Phil Stamper kid. He's a weirdo. But um, anyway, Drew King uh, goes, opinion, I like him. Other than being a Niners fan, dude's been a mouthpiece for the game for years. He retracts statements when they deserve just due and calls shit like he sees it. Hope he's doing okay. His last couple of pods, he's discussing his diagnosis, long-time listener. Uh, plus, he kind of started the I Hate Teddy and was the first I remember to bring us the Joe Nam diss track. Dude's a legend. Yo, shout out, bro. Like, because... To me, again, like, that's the, that's the fucking stance I've been on, bro. Like, that's the stance I've been on. And I know, I know for a fact I've been a better person lately, you know. 
I know since this situation happened to me, I know I've been a better person. But I haven't been that different from what I have been doing for a long time. I've just probably been a little bit more harsh, more blunt, more aggressive towards people for no reason. Um, and not for no reason, because I thought they were shitheads. So I went out of my way to make them feel like shitheads. You know what I mean? And if you look at the people in question, you'll see that that's the case. It's like I, I felt strongly against this person or that person. But where now I wouldn't waste quite as much time on, on said person. I'll throw them a couple lines, and maybe I'll get into it for a minute. But I'm not going to get into it on a week-to-week basis. There's a couple of those things I stayed stuck on, you know what I mean? I'm trying to stay away from these negative patterns. So I know I'm a little better, but the thing, like, you know, like I thought that Brett fucking shit was so funny. And when I put it on, GCW was rocking, man. There was no people fucking hitting me up like, yo, that fucking shit was funny as hell. He's such a dork. You know, that's how I was feeling, but I had to, like, laugh to myself and, like, the couple people I talked to. But that shit, like, I, I was watching a, a, a broadcast of a, a wrestling event on a anonymous website, and there was a chat room on the side, and, and all of a sudden they started fucking just randomly trolling, Desert Eagle, Desert Eagle. And I just started laughing my ass off because I knew exactly where it came from. And I always hope, like, that shit didn't go away, that he gets clowned for life for that, because that's some geek-ass shit. Like, that's why Email J is your fucking ring announcer, because you don't see what a fucking dork he is, and a bad representation of the fucking company that you built, which happens to be probably the biggest fucking company in the United States at the moment, but still has dorks at the face of it, because you're a fucking dork. And I love that that still exists. So fucking much. Um, <laughs> so that was great. Um, and then uh, dude follows follows up Joe Morgan, the guy who posted the thing, which, again, I thought he was looking for somebody to, like, help him with the hate, which usually people were like, oh, you hate him too? Shit, oh. You know, tap in, fucking J-Cat hate fan club. You know, uh, player hate is ball, commence. Um, but he goes... Sometimes I may not always agree with his opinion, but it's his opinion. He has every right to have his opinion. And it's like, yo, like, wow, like, this this is, like, this shit that I was talking about for a long time. And the other dude, you know, chimes in again saying he's genuine and he respects it and Jersey accent and all of that. But, like, I just, you know, I appreciate the fuck out of those comments. I really do. And, you know, that's that's another thing that I'm saying, you know. I am asking people to help me if possible. You know, if you... You know, I've said this on on the couple, you know, the recent podcast. You know, I had the Venmo, you know, I had Venmo up there on the YouTube, and I asked like on this show. But again, like I am not asking you. If you're living check to check and you have bills and you have shit to fucking cover, and this isn't like, this isn't me asking for your hard earned money. This isn't asking me to work me into your life. This is asking the people who regularly spend money on entertainment regularly don't have concern about like their penny to penny, their, their, their dollar to dollar. Honestly, I would love to be talking to a higher pay grade. I would love to be, you know, talking to people who had the finances that don't have to worry about things. But a bigger part of that support comes when more people support who I am and what I've done and what I'm going through. 
because the more people that push that forth and, and, and I garner support off of those people and those people vouching for me, that's when that support becomes a larger amount of help through the people who can help. So that's what I'm asking more than anything. I was, I'm, I'm always so hesitant to put up like a GoFundMe or a this or that. You know, I got fucking bills, but like I am not, I work 21 fucking years, six days a week. And then I got cancer. That's the fucking story. You can put anything else you want into that story. Make sure that's part of it because that is my actual life. Six days a week, fucking 21 years, and then cancer. So I don't know how to work the system. I don't know how to fucking beg for money. This isn't my deal. I've watched wrestlers jump on the Internet and beg for pizza money so they can have pizza that night. Like, this is the bullshit that I've watched people fund. I've watched people fund a kid who jumps off his fucking mother's porch into fucking Legos and people buy T-shirts and fucking whatever the fuck from this kid. And I guarantee you his bank account looks a shitload better than mine and has, like, income. But there's something going into it. I think I've contributed more than that. That that's like that's what I want to get across more than anything is that I'm really not asking for people to just like yo man like oh fucking shit is hard man bills are hard. I don't want anything from you. I don't want anything from you but support. Just as far as like saying yo this is my guy. Like if you're my guy or you're my girl, you you're you're the people who are with me. I would care about your life. I would hope for the best. I would try to spread the word if you needed help. And I hope that there was someone who had more than I did that contributed to you. And this is what I mean as far as help. It's not just directly at your pockets. Give me your money because I do a podcast and I love cats. Like, that's not what I'm asking you here today. You know what I mean? So when I say this stuff, this is why I appreciate people putting these positive things out about me because it's been a long time of negativity. And... A lot of it is earned because, again, I'm fucking brutal. But you're forgetting the second word, and that's on it. And I think that's hard to come by in this world, regardless of how brutal it is. The brutal honesty that I put forth is just that. It isn't someone who's going to deceive you. It isn't someone who's going to try to get over on you. It isn't someone who was saying something to get in good graces with somebody else. It was someone who worked six days a week. And did this shit as a hobby while I watched wrestling and talked shit about whatever I wanted to, just the way I felt it, you know. Um, never made any money off this podcast. It cost me a hundred dollars a month for a long time, and then I downgraded my package, and it currently cost me thirty dollars a month, which I kind of just take on like, well, it is what it is. It gives me my avenue to vent, and some people like it and stuff. But you know, that's that's the thing is. When I get that positivity, it just feels different these days, and um, it's just it's not something I've really encountered a whole lot of before. And uh, uh, Jezco Kilroy, he's another dude who hit me up. Maybe the same dude, different name. I don't fucking know. It's the internet. I don't know anybody. You know, it's just like these things that I don't know these people, and and these things just happen, and then. I just got to take them for what they are. And I'll take the positivity. I don't go fuck if you made a fake name up to be positive. It's fine with me. Um, he just said, reaching out. Love the podcast. Listen to it all the time. Props on the, show, the Ferris music. He's lit as fuck. Absolutely agreed. And, you know, just, just simple shit like that. I mean, it's just, it's just so appreciated because I get, and I have gotten for years, I've gotten like 200-something downloads a week. 
there was an early part of this podcast that I'd stare at those fucking numbers like they were the only thing that mattered, and I'd get fucking terribly torn down. This is my alcoholic days. I'd get terribly torn down when they weren't so high, and I'd, then I'd, you know, when I did guests, I would do, some guests would get crazy high numbers, and then other ones that I thought would get high numbers didn't, and it bothered me, and what was wrong with it, and you know, and then then I had occasionally a show that I would do solo, and, and that shit would get traction, and that felt different. That's, that's what helped to lean me towards, I just want to be me on this show. I really, like, although I enjoy talking to other people and having your occasional guest, I really like to actually put myself out there and allow people to either enjoy or do whatever they're going to do, and... That's what they're investing in. So if I'm interesting, I can keep delivering that. I don't have to run like on a hamster wheel just to make that keep going. I just be me, and that's that's easy enough. And it's also easy enough to tune out if, if me bothers you that fucking much. Like if you are so in love with the deathmatch wrestling scene, if you are enamored with the work of Frankie Picard, um, uh, what the fuck is Stockade call himself these days? So skate, skate, or some shit. Uh, yeah, no, like any any of those guys. Like if those are amazing workers to you, or or H two O is a great product for you, I'm gonna upset you. You should understand that, and you should avoid that. You know, like if the fire burns you, stop going into it. Like don't turn on the stove and then touch it, and then go. This fucking stove is stupid fucking hot, and I'm going to touch it in, like, five minutes. Like, that's what you're doing with my show. Like, don't get that fucking upset about me. Like, when I see people on the Internet like that, and they're constantly posting shit that I don't like, I don't give a fuck if it's just something I don't agree with, and they constantly say shit I don't agree with. Maybe I don't want to see this motherfucker talk anymore. Unfollow, moving on with life, and they don't exist anymore. I'm no longer upset because of that. You know what I mean? Shit like that got to happen in life. So I can't be apologetic about how I feel. I never have been. And it's definitely not going to start now post-cancer. Um, but again, the, the, the realization of that where people are going to actually be open about things, saying positive things about me. Because, you know, getting, you know, a couple hundred downloads to me has always been good enough. Once I hit that level where I was like, I can just be me every week. And I average out at about 200-something. And that's shit. I'd love it to be higher. I'd love to be more known. But in the meantime, this is just fine. And the fact that 200 people listen to me or 200 times people listen to me over a week's time, that's insane to me. That's fucking incredible. Like, I don't talk to 200 people in fucking life in a month, like physically or through text or any of that shit. You know what I mean? So the fact that my voice reaches that many people has always just been amazing to me. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of where I got, you know, uh, and once I knew where I was there, I was just going to just put out what I put out. And although there was 200 something people listening to me, it was the same five people that hit me up, people that I considered to be, you know, friends online and stuff. And they would hit me up. I'd make a point or something or they'd ask, oh, were you there for that? Or, oh, like, do you really think that? Like, what do you think was better about him then? Or what do you think this happened then? Or, or what? You know, what match do you think is better than that one? Or, you know, like shit like that. They would start interacting with me. But like so many of the other people that would listen would either just hate listen 
or just liked it and wouldn't fucking tell anybody out loud because everyone hated me so much, it would be not the cool thing to say, especially if you're going to a show and I just shit on that show and then you're sitting there like, oh, you listen to J-Cat? Like, you know, like I became like the enemy to listen to. At least that's the vibe I got because I surely didn't hear from much of you. And I, you know, I sold the shirts over years. By the way, still got a lot of those fucking shirts. Now wouldn't be a bad time. I'll make you fucking deals. I got the fuck out of here shirts and uh, I got the Xander guy shirts and I have a feeling those aren't going to be quite as uh, sought after. But, uh, yeah, let me know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's it's nice to get the positivity because, I mean, I, I do like to be liked more than hated by far. I am very, very much so, you know, appreciative of, of the warmth and positivity and all of that stuff these days more than ever. Um but, you know, I'm just going to be me regardless of how it falls. You know, that that's just kind of the way it is. Um, and, again, I, I just appreciate it. Oh, and the other one I definitely have to thank is Christopher Schwab, who just randomly sent me money. And I, I, I didn't even, like, I didn't even know who that was because I've never heard his name before. He's never, he's never DM'd me. He's never shouted me out somewhere that I heard no one ever you know what I mean like I don't know anything no one sends me money and like I just got money and it was like oh thank you but to who I don't know don't know if this was a fake name because again you just never know with that shit people go under aliases say whatever but again I I, I appreciate it so much and you know I, I'm just I'm just trying to be me out here stay positive do what I've done I'm, I'm being genuine about every fucking thing I've done and um, I could just be more and more positive as time goes, you know. Um, it's it's definitely going to get more vocal on some fronts. Um, I mean, you can go watch my YouTube video I put out today. Um, I put out almost a 20-minute video, uh, the longest video I've done to this date, and I was really just talking. So I was giving a lot of tips on, you know, um, owning multiple cats and, you know, what goes into owning multiple cats, the commitment that you're really going to get into and, you know, what that takes. So, um you know, that's uh, what I was trying to do there. Uh, I, I think it came off pretty well, and I hopefully it'll stem off into other questions and areas, and I could really elaborate on each one of those topics too because I packed it with really a lot of uh, small amounts of information within each category where I could really elaborate on each category pretty, pretty vastly. So I'm going to try to do more of those because those are a lot easier to do than trying to, you know, talk over a cat filmed in the right situation with the perfect background and the this and the that, you know, things get complex and then you kind of hit your brakes on doing them. And then eight days go by, 12 days go by. You haven't posted a video. Um, it starts to get tough. I have so much knowledge to share. I can't let little like hiccups like that hold me up. So, you know, that's just, uh, how it is. Uh, the one other, oh, fish hut, uh, on the way back from, um, from Brock zoo, um, I went to the fish hut, which is in Saddlebrook, New Jersey. It's a little, like, it looks like a little shithole. And now, like, this is a ringing endorsement, but, like, you're, again, I say endorsement, but, like, no one told me to do this. So just, I, I really feel like another thing, part of this, this positivity that I have is, is to just fucking shout the shit that you like. Because why, why shouldn't these companies that are doing exactly what you want not benefit from that when so many companies are giving you not what you want and you know what I mean the end result is you just get shafted and still pay for it 
And a lot of times, like for a long time, some of these avenues, all they had was that subpar product and take it or leave it and go fuck yourself. And now you have so many options out there and, and every, every genre, everything you can talk about is kind of oversaturated. Everybody's got irons in the fire. There's a million companies for every type of product. So at this point, I think the ones that you support, you have to fucking shout louder about to make sure that they succeed. So it's still around for you to have. So even selfishly, you got to fucking tell people about the shit you like. Because when it's out of fucking business, you're going to be like, oh, I wish they'd bring that back around. But how loud were you about it when that shit was around? You know what I mean? You got to support each other as, as human beings, as business, as consumers. Like you just got to fucking, the consumer should pay that back forward to you and say, hey, You've been supporting me from day one, you know what I mean? And that shit goes hand in hand. And that's how I think the world as a whole gets better when people actually fucking support each other instead of just being fucking cold and just buying shit and walking in and out and going, oh, suck, they're closing next week. You know, like you, you never even said hi to the guy fucking in the store. You know, like, so, uh, you know, I was the same way. So it's just me trying to expand. But anyway, Fish Hut in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, um, just little fucking shithole looking town again not a ringing endorsement of the town of Saddlebrook and I'm sure the residents aren't happy about this commercial uh, but you know when you go into there number one if you're um, a, if you keep African cichlids you have to have to go to this place if you're within the tri-state area I'd say it's worth traveling to for African cichlids alone but any kind of fish you have they have fucking high-end versions of that. Like, they have the best fucking quality. Looks like a hole in the wall. When you walk in, you see nothing but tanks and color just popping. Like, they have pretty much full-grown African cichlids, and they, they're priced full-grown, so they're expensive. But if you were to start a brand-new tank, you could either start with babies that they have in this aisle, and then you could walk two aisles over and be like, they'll grow up to look like this over here. If you'd like to start small with a group and let them grow up in front of you, you could do that. Or you can make sure males, females, they, you know, they know all of that shit. You could, everything could be fucking perfect if you follow the lead of these people. Unfortunately, they're, you know, like an hour and a half away from me. So I generally only hit up there when I'm up there or coming back from the Bronx Zoo or some shit like that. But, you know, I got my, my one tank is a community tank. So I got guppies and mollies and rasporas and, uh, Cooley loaches and neons and um, it's a beautiful tank. I really love the setup there. Um, keep adding plants to it. A couple little plecos, not the common plecos. Common plecos will get like a foot, foot and a half. They're too big for for normal tanks and fish stores. Should stop fucking selling them to just regular fish owners, not like monster aquarium owners. You know, those should be hard to get. That's what that that's what should happen with common plecos. Is those should be hard to get. You should have to special order those and only see specialty plecos in the store because the specialty plecos can be kept in smaller tanks. Clown plecos only get to, I think, like 11 centimeters or 12 centimeters where your common pleco gets to be a foot, foot and a half long. You know, they have motherfuckers pulling those out of rivers and holding them over their head like the fucking Lombardi trophy. You know, you don't you don't put that in your fucking 20-gallon fish tank. That's ridiculous. So, um you know, shit like that, um, you, you learn from being around fish and, you know, doing the aquarium thing for a long time. 
But that store is just absolutely amazing. I can't say enough good things about it. If you're an Aquarius and you do that type of thing, that's probably the first time I've ever used that word. Um, and you, uh, sounds all right, you know. Sounds almost like the uh, astrological sign stuff, which I don't fucking subscribe to. But um, I'm an Aries, by the way. Whatever fucking that means. Um, but yeah, um, that's just a great fucking store. That's just a great store. And if you're in range of it and you do fish, stop by there and tell me I'm fucking lying. You know what I mean? Um, Shane McMahon broke his shit. I don't know what the fuck he even broke because I never even followed up and like went and found out about it. Like I just saw it happen and was like, well, that's what being old and skipping around like a fucking teenager does. (laughs) Like, I don't give a fuck how much money you have. You can't just fucking do that shit. I just said that not long ago about, um, the fuck was that? Deranged? Deranged did some old flippy shit and fucking tore his knee out of, or, or some, something like that. Hey, 40, bro. That That's not, you can't twisty flippy fucking land on your feet thing anymore. Not, not all the time. Not occasionally either. Occasionally it's going to be even worse than all the time. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But, uh. Oh, and then Cody didn't win, and everybody freaked out. You know, but that's Vince. Vince, this is his favorite fucking thing ever. I, I think that's his favorite thing. It's like edging, edging wrestling fans. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think that's about all I got. Uh, like I said, uh, with everything I do, man, if you could just fucking hop on board, you know, uh, like, like, subscribe, subscribe, share, support, all that shit. I'm doing this. I'm doing TikTok a little bit to try to advertise that because TikTok's so big. Uh, trying to do the TikTok, doing the fucking, uh, YouTube. YouTube is where I'm trying to put the actual product, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, trying to craft things there that, that, um, at least gathers, you know, my information that I've learned over the years and, and tries to put it all into digestible, um, form, you know, where people can listen to it or tap into it. And hopefully that exists forever. I'm going to try to keep it as a family-friendly page so I don't do anything stupid or say anything stupid. And uh, anybody could watch it, kids or anything. And, um, you know, and then hopefully for years and years to come, that exists on the Internet. And then, you know, my my knowledge that I've, I've learned doesn't just go away. It doesn't just go in the fucking ground with me when I die, you know. That's, that's the type of shit that gets to be more important to you when you have this type of situation go on. People hearing your voice more, people not being in the dark about how you feel about a fucking thing. Which I lived for a while. Imagine how that accelerates me now. So I'll talk to y'all soon. Keep sharing the fucking positivity. Keep getting, keep uh keep doing what you do. You know what I mean? I'm gonna keep doing what the fuck I do. And uh love you motherfuckers. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. Rain again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me.
I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what I make you good? Like cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. 